Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wits End Podcast. Glad to have you with us today. Uh, we are enjoying a beautiful day outside, a heat wave uh, out here, about 40 degrees. And uh, it's interesting how the weather has become more important <laughs> to me the last few days, just because it's it's been kind of crazy. And uh, so we're doing good, though. And Brother George, uh, how is everything over on your side of the world, up, way up north? It's not, uh, this, this week is actually a lot milder than last week. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're good. Um, we're used to like hard weather. What's more interesting though, is I, I was telling you, I had a dream about you. Oh, and really? Yes. I was accompanying you on a grand preaching tour in mega churches across the States. Well, mega, mega churches, like, you know, thousands of people, not the Joel Osteen kind of stuff. Wow. And, uh, so I got to tag along and see that. And then I got into the bathroom and a devil possessed guy attacked me. I was in the bathroom, so I was rushing back into the auditorium to let you know. This is I don't your know dream. Why I thought you'd like to know, but I was like, man, he's going to really enjoy that story. <laughs> well, you know, I, when you're preaching in mega churches, um, you know, you don't have time to help people who are being attacked in in bathrooms, in bathrooms. by devil possessed people. So uh, I'm sorry that I couldn't help you with that, but. Yeah, you were kind of hard to find in that dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my soul. Yeah, it, it's interesting when you, you know, there's always somebody in church. Uh, have you ever had, have you ever had somebody um, approach you that was just gone? I mean, out, out to lunch and they had, they had, they had it figured out or they were really close to having it figured out. They had all the um calculations and the the cross references and they were really close and they were so oh, yeah. intense Did you ever had that oh yeah i had a few months ago but a couple of guys walk in and he was showing me his notes from gene kim videos and uh, he's showing me how he kind of like some cracked some some kind of doctrinal breakthrough you know and it was just he's like he's showing he's like do you know this guy he's on the he's on the internet you know and then he's he's literally just showing me what gene kim shows and he's got it all drawn out he, crack the mysteries of the universe <laughs> yes oh man i the, the last time i remember doing it i think i did it multiple times growing up because traveling around there would be you know you have all kinds of different opportunities to meet people and typically in a church the people that are the first to come up and be very friendly and and like totally engaged are the ones who have kind of burned everybody else out and so nobody else will talk to them so they're, they're looking they're for looking, fresh meat. they're looking yeah. When someone who doesn't up. someone who won't judge me you know doesn't know how how because, out there i am yes well i was in this in this church uh that was probably seven eight years ago now a friend of mine pastors there well you know brother reagan and um it was at brother mike reagan's church and there yeah, was a guy I just know there by name i know chad reese personally okay but i'd like to meet brother reagan i've heard so much um, about him yeah great guy and uh he's been a friend of mine since high school and so we like I went there oh. and there was, there was a man there at the church at the time and he may still be there. So forgive me, but whatever, he was in a phase at that time where he was, he, he reminded me of a cross between the maniac of Gadara and Ishmael, <laughs> you know, um, something like that. He was a wild man, you know, and, and, and he had all this, all these drawings and charts on this new, and you know, when somebody uses a three ring binder, not a three ring binder, but a spiral bound notebook, um, you know, man, they they got a lot to say, a three subject spiral <laughs> bound. There's a lot of thoughts that they have. And he was like going through it 
And uh, I was milking it too, because I'm like, this is too good. This is too good. So I was asking him all kinds of questions. Hey, what's what's this all about? He's like, man, it's the it's Antares. It's Antares, oh. the star cluster. And it's connected with the month of March or something. And he was going into it. I'm like, that's not, there's no way. And he's like, oh, yes. And he's jumping into it. And I didn't, you know, secretly, this is a, a confession. I didn't really care, <laughs> but I just loved how into it he was and the things he, the, the conclusions he was drawing. Um, it was, it was, it was a bad habit I had from my childhood of dealing with so many interesting people. Yeah, I get you. I, I can, I mean, yeah, that's good to, 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 to note. Yeah. I've, I've been in a phase like this. I mean, you get excited about things and you just want to share them. And I remember something actually along that lines for me, but between uh, the prophet uh, Amos, he talks about the, the seven stars and then, and then you have the seven stars in revelation. <clears throat> and what apparently historically, one of the seven stars has disappeared. The, the star mm -hmm. has dimmed. So we can't see it by naked eye as much. And then mm -hmm. one of the seven churches, Lord tells Ephesus, he's going to remove her, its candlestick. And then mm. I mapped out the, the stars uh, in the heavens, the way they are, and mapped them out, mapped out the seven churches of Asia on, on the map. And mm -hmm. basically they're, they're similarly aligned. If you just turn the map, if you rotate the map like 90 degrees, I think. Mm. And, you know, I couldn't wait till I told the next person I met. That was like the first thing you want <laughs> you want to share, you know? Well, the only thing is this, there's a difference because you, the stuff that you say actually, you know, has some merit to it in the sense of, yeah, I can see that. But this was more along the lines of, um, like so crazy that it's, there's no way this stuff is actually true, but mm. for whatever reason, it was, uh, it was just so interesting to me because it's like almost watching a movie about a conspiracy theorist, you know, somebody who's wild like, uh, yeah yeah totally totally out there and if i can find it uh maybe uh at some point i'll show you the it's it somebody sent me a pdf of revelation explained um and it's the secret i think it's the secret to revelation yeah um have you seen that no but i've i've, I've had files like that sent to me in the past they're very complicated there's colors and arrows. I mean, I'm kind of describing my own notes, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm burning myself I, here. But yeah, there's there's a certain flavor to those things. You can tell it's like really, I don't know what the objective would be for that. But I know what you're describing. Yeah. Well, let me show it here to you. Oh, cool. Let me know. Let me know if you can see it. Whoa. Yeah. That looks like a rough <laughs> draft though. What? in the... <laughs> Oh, it yes, like my friends. It's like a Nazi document that was uncovered. Yes. What is See, this? You this may know some things about Revelation, but you don't know this. I can tell you that much right now. What is that bone book? Oh. <laughs> the 12, For those okay, of you the that 12 are... signs of the Zodiac with the 12 <laughs> tribes, I think. The 12 months. <laughs> I think you're right. February shots. This, I, this, this has got to Re be. What is Rusty Knox? Start war, February 25, 26. Cain killed Abel with gold rock. If that doesn't tell you <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> it says something is about at your door. the dope Jews or book. the Pope in power plants. I don't know yeah. what that is. 
there's a guy i don't know how he got on my email and he's renting he rents on laura lynn thompson laura lynn tyler thompson all the time he rents on trump um and there the the emails are a bit like that <clears throat> okay that looks like it was drawn by a kid <laughs> that kind of an airplane that's like that's the airplane you draw when you're four and uh <laughs> if you ask, if you ask me, me who is the who noise is, in usa anyone who uses numbers on this on sheet this in their speech yeah that's that's um this came logical at this point and then at the top it says i know this is going to happen um so there's just there's a lot of stuff here that you need to digest and download but i thought that would be a blessing that came from um our dear friend rex falk when we, i started this uh this study in revelation that we go through on wednesday nights and he brought that that to me or he emailed it to me and said here this is something for you secret to revelation so yeah he, he's not the one who wrote it just to be clear not that i know of i mean <laughs> i don't think so but uh no he just found I, where he found it i do not know I, I, it's good though it's a little bit of humor on the side so if you if you're less if you're uh well if you're watching on youtube you can see it of course and and uh, i think you can see it on spotify as well video podcast you can see what we're doing oh the spotify has video now uh yeah yeah um you really? can use cool. you can you can watch on video mm -hmm. oh nice yeah so i got yeah. this guy emailing me this stuff i've reported the email so so often it just comes back with a different email source he just you know i i block them the email it comes from underneath another email source and it's constant ranting about like devil possession and and the the virus and the vaccine and the illuminati something pages after pages after pages it's like two three times a week i get those emails i don't know how to stop them it's 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 frustrating <laughs> it's amazing to me how prolific some people can be they're really really man oh man alive um i i was gonna see if i could find an email for you that has been such a funny one this you know just kind of in the mood to uh to laugh a little bit about these things but, sure um let me see if i can find it because it's uh i think it's actually in my email account and by the way you can email us at witsendguys at gmail.com if you have a question but um or comment or you want to send us an email like this but yeah. uh <laughs> it's the uh um let's see i'm gonna find it here okay i found it um, the title of the email is, um, your prayers are beneficial from Toledo, Ohio. And he says, dear church leaders and the congregations at Toledo, Ohio, may the prosperity of the Joshua generation be upon me and help me get out of credit card debt. Amen. Remove the curses of delays of my blessings upon my life. Yet I see that the curses of troubles are often immediate upon me. A small prayer can go a long way. A few seconds of your prayers are all I need. May the Lord return love back into my life. The Lord said, reach out and I will hear their prayers for you as he too hears your prayer. Plead the case of Donald Pryor that I may soon find a young and beautiful wife. Pray that I find a career and a method to make money that is exciting and allows me to grow in wealth and happiness. Pray that my courses in, and here's some here's a 
triple major for you. My courses in accounting, anthropology, and HR management will help me to explore and find new opportunities, new economic opportunities that I will prosper in for God's platform and myself. Pray that my student loan be forgiven or that the unsubsidized interest not be added to the principal balance. Amen. Donald Pryor. And then it's signed Paul Roman. May God bless you. So I'm not really sure exactly how this works, um, but I, I just thought maybe if you, if you need a prayer, there's a prayer for you. Um, some of you are praying that the Lord would bring you a young and beautiful wife and make sure you include both of those because you don't want an old, beautiful wife and you don't want a young, ugly wife. You want a young and beautiful wife. These are things to keep in mind in your prayer time. So how do you think someone gets to write an email like that? Um, how do you, where, where, where are you spiritually to, to, to... <laughs> <laughs> they're gone hard to diagnose George. this you, know? you are you you're you can't make sense of this this is not sense this is just they're gone like they i tell you what it's it's probably quasi charismatic pentecostal they've heard a lot of that kind of stuff mm. and then they you know and we're not trying to make fun of people but um they just people have just very vague general conceptions about the lord and what he does and they just kind of put that together and and maybe they're a little bit, uh, you know, they, they're, they're on the slow boat, you know, they're kind of moving a little bit slower. And um, they just kind of, you put all that stuff together. And I, I love how he starts out and says, he's, he's asking us and he says, may the, the blessings of the Joshua generation be upon me. <laughs> Not so much on you. I mean, you might, you might need a blessing too, but I need the blessing of the Joshua generation. That's funny. It reminds me of a... Calvinist meme I saw, or or a non-Calvinist meme I saw. They've got Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam, but as a Calvinist saying, "God wants me. You, I'm not so sure about." (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm one of the elect. You, I'm not so sure, but I know I'm one of the elect. Yes, exactly. (laughs) He wants me. (laughs) Oh man. Well, it's just for fun, just for fun. So maybe it brings a little humor today, but. Okay, well, you got to rescue us here. We are at almost 15 minutes of nonsense. So, well, we're, we're in Genesis chapter three. Uh, we've been talking about Adam and Eve, and then she eats, and then uh, she gives her husband to eat. And uh, you talk about sin. I think sin is contagious. <clears throat> now, we know, we know from the Bible, actually, we know from the New Testament, Paul tells us that Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So, which means that. Eve really believed that she would be, uh, you know, attain godhood by partaking of the fruit. Adam knew he would not. He knew it was a lie. Uh, But he did it as a figure of him. Uh, Paul says that Adam, in Romans chapter 5, Paul says that Adam is a figure of Christ. And then Timothy, he says that Adam was not deceived, which, of course, Christ is not deceived. He wasn't deceived by the devil. He tried to deceive him in the wilderness. He resisted that. But then he sacrifices himself to gain his bride. And so Jesus Christ sacrifices himself at the hands of Satan to redeem to redeem the bride. So there's there's that typology there that we can get into. But as far as the how sin works, it's contagious. Uh, it doesn't bring down Eve only. Eve passes it on to Adam, and then she passes it on to us. So when you believe the devil, you end up spreading his lies and contaminating others. So you got to be aware that you with your effect on others. Yeah. Hmm. Um. 
And I, I've had a question about Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, where it says, It gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And what was the mindset of Adam as he ate, um, or as he watched his wife eat? Uh, why was he with her, allowing her to do it? If he was not with her, did he come up on her? Did she call him, or did he see her eating? And so he came up, and there she, is, there he is with her. But that it doesn't say anything other than that her husband was with her, and he ate along with her. Uh, well, I mean, technically, it doesn't say he was with her. And you you have uh, cases like that often in the Bible. It t she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So I don't know. Maybe the with her implies that he was there when she gave it to him, because you see that in other verses mm -hmm. where the end, like there's another ac action that is listed as con as a subsequent, but there's a gap of time. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you right. think about like Jesus cursing the fig tree. You would never know it was the second day unless Mark told you that. When you read Matthew, it seems that it was immediate. But maybe you're maybe you're maybe you're onto something. Maybe the with her, the way because the with her is part of the clause and gave also unto her husband with her, that may suggest that he was present. Well, because yeah. I mean, it, it 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 says the same thing. I mean, it's saying to whom she gave the fruit, and you could say that by gave also unto her husband, and he did eat. Uh, without the phrase with her and you know either way the danger is there if it the the idea of you know she had a husband and he was with her and maybe that that would po point out the idea that there was um an equality between the man and woman before as far as the uh the leadership or you know th there seemed to be more equality there because of the curse where now you know, she has to uh, to follow him, and her desire is to her husband, and he rules over her. Um, but it does say, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, down in verse number 17. And it seems to put in contradistinction the command of the woman versus the command of God. In other words, I can, you know, you've eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying thou shalt not eat of it. And uh, but you're listening to your 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 wife, so maybe she did take it and came and convinced him to eat it. I've heard some people theorize that uh, he saw her and the changes that were taking place in her because of the because of eating the fruit, and he knew what she had done, and so he of course the scripture says he willingly was not he was not deceived he willingly took of it, but he's judged because he hearkened unto the voice of his wife, and so. There's a there's a little more there you could probably dig into and and uh, and think of, but because of the fact that he was there to protect, keep keep and um, what's the word? Uh, dress dress and keep the garden, and and protect. Mm. It seems that something happened. He was he was not on on the ball, and that's a tendency for men anyhow to allow you know, important things to go because the woman is not saying anything. Just kind of let her run with her agenda and her plan. And uh, a guy just kind of follows along. And as long as he gets what he wants, everything is okay. But the, the most important thing is not that a man gets what he wants, but that God gets what he wants. And so he let that go. And then now there's 
there's problems. And that's yeah. the thing the Lord addressed. It's hard to figure out exactly the the dynamic of how it happened. But as you said, <laughs> what what um, definitely he made a conscious choice. He knew what was he was doing, and he did listen to her. Um, now, the, the as far as the rulership, when Paul talks about uh, that a woman, he's, when he says, I suffer not a woman to teach in, in 1 Timothy 2, nor to usurp authority over the men, but to be in silence. He frames that uh, first in, in terms of order of creation. He says, for Adam was first formed, then Eve. Then secondly, he says, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So the first, his first basis for that commandment is independent of the fall. And he's basically saying, and later on in 1 Corinthians, not later, but earlier in 1 Corinthians 11, he says that the woman was made for the man. So she's in subjection to her husband from the beginning because she's made for the man. That's the order of creation. But the fall exacerbated that in that it, and not so much in the positionality, there was no change in the positionality. It was more in the innate, um, like the emotional dynamic of the woman vis-a-vis -vis her husband, where her desire towards him increased and uh, he becomes even more of a focal point to, to her. Uh, and that's why, you know, like women are so dependent on on the affections and the emotional attention of the man much more than than the man. It seems like earlier in the garden, they, I mean, of course they would have loved the man, but they may have uh, not been as dependent on the man for positive emotional reinforcement. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. We, we should, we, we have to get a, a sister on here to like tell us, you know, how close we are or how far we are. We just need, we need some, a wife that, you know, whose desire is towards us. That's the thing that we need. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even want to come on the podcast with us. That's <laughs> exactly. We need, I mean, we have wives that are young and beautiful. That, that's it. That that's request it. has been answered. <laughs> but, but beyond that, we're, we're in need of some more. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that, that's a good thing. Uh, verse number six. Let's go on to uh, anything else in verse six. No, there's a lot, but we can we can move on. We got to keep rolling. We yeah, got to keep rolling. Roll. That's it. Otherwise, we're going to have the, the revealing revelation, secret revelation, whatever uh, document. Before we know it, it's going to be so <laughs> filled up with facts and figures. Okay, so we, we go into verse seven. The eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. We talked about this last time with the third eye mm -hmm. and uh, awareness of darkness. Um, they, but they sewed them, they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. I got a question for you okay. that I've asked myself here. I don't have an answer now that I think for if, so Adam and Eve in their glorious, well, maybe there's an answer, but in their unfallen state, they are naked. What we would describe as naked, uh, because it says, you know, they were naked and they didn't know it, uh, in their fallen state, they require clothes. So for us, clothing and fall go hand in hand because the clothing cover the shame that was caused by the fall. So my question is, well, God is holy. He, he's unfallen. And he, of course, he's unfallable or on, on, he can't fall, whatever the adjective is. The angels are holy and unfallen, the holy angels, that is. But they're dressed. They have clothing. I mean, if if the angels haven't the the angels who are in heaven who haven't or with the Lord, I should say, the angel, the holy angels, what the Bible describes as the holy angels, they're clothed. Why are they clothed? Why are they not like unfallen man 
naked. Because they have nothing to hide, like man. No shame to hide because they haven't sinned. Or maybe, I don't know, actually, come to think of it, the seraphim are made of fire and they are around the throne of God in Isaiah chapter 6, but they're hiding their feet with their wings. So they are ashamed of their feet, even though their feet are, are made of fire. But still, they're hiding them with wings. Um, that's a good question. Hmm. I'm thinking about uh, the garments of the priests that the Lord had the, the Le Levitical priests make. And he said, thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother for glory and for beauty. Um, and we're supposed to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Uh, we know that the glory of God is seen as a light in the Old Testament. Um, and, and in the new, uh, the new temple, the, the, you know, the, the lamb is the light thereof. Uh, I, I do wonder if clothing garments are not just for covering, they're for glory and for beauty. So the idea of, of God not wearing garments because he's not ashamed, maybe that's one purpose for garments. Um, and the other purpose is glory or for beauty. Well, the uh, Adam was Hebrews, according to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 7, quoting Psalm 8, which simultaneously references Adam and the last Adam. It says, Thou crownest him with glory and honor. And yet Adam is naked. Unless we say, I think I heard Ruckman somewhere say they were clothed with light. But then if they're clothed with light, can they be described as naked? Because the Bible describes them as naked. Well, I mean, all we have to do in one sense is look at um, look at Revelation, and you know, the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Um, if these people are sinless when they get to heaven, the uh, you know the tribulation saints, then why do they need righteousness? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good question. Do you have any thoughts on the young man that was naked when Jesus was arrested? Who that was? Is it Mark? What in the world is that? I mean, that's like one of the most bizarre passages in the Bible. Remember where they come to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane? <clears throat> and the Bible mm -hmm. says, Mark tells you, they, they laid hold on a young man who was clothed with a cloth, linen cloth, and then he left the linen cloth and ran away naked. <laughs> and that's mm -hmm. it. You're not told anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've heard that that was possibly Mark, but I... I do think um, there's several places where someone who is naked flees or, you know, in, in the presence of, uh, in the presence of God, so to speak, like for instance, that uh, the man that has the evil spirit in Acts chapter 19, um, these, these guys come and they say, you know, come out, they try to cast out the, the devil. We, you know, adjure you by Jesus. Huh. And, he leaps on them and they flee out of the house naked and wounded. Some kind of spiritual thing there. And yeah. then you have where Jesus is coming after his resurrection. And uh, he, he comes to, appears to the disciples. And when Jesus, when Peter hears that it's Jesus, he, he was naked. So he puts on his, uh, I don't know what all that connection is, that's but those good, things, though. they come to mind. Well, that's helpful. I find that helpful because... If it is John Mark, uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, the writer of the gospel, <clears throat> then you know that suggests that he was not in a healthy mental state 
during Christ's um, ministry because I can't remember a, any reference to Mark in the Gospels. I know there's a reference to John Mark in the book of Acts, you know, and then he accompanies Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary trip, quits in Pamphylia, goes back. But later on, when Paul writes to Colossae, and then much later on at the end of his ministry, references John Mark as profitable for the ministry again. But it's possible then, given the associations that you pointed out, that if that is John Mark, it would show you that he was present there in Gethsemane. But he's kind of almost drawn by the spiritual. I mean, Gethsemane at that point is is a source of enormous spiritual activity. I think if we were giving like some kind of glasses infrared glasses some kind of glasses are sensitive to spiritual light um to the spiritual side of things i think the garden of gethsemane had transformed the earth essentially into a quasar in the universe i mean there was so much going on in that garden at that point and just like moths are attracted to light it could be the john mark in an unhealthy mental state is attracted to whatever's going on there and and after the resurrection john mark kind of gets back into his senses and start mm -hmm. serving God. But of course, all that's a speculation. But you're right that running, I mean, you think about it, the guy's just covered with a linen cloth. That's bizarre. I mean, you see a guy just walk around down the street covered with a linen cloth. You're not thinking that guy's normal. It's, mm -hmm. and it's you know, we're just discussing actually um, cases of mental um, instability. So, which would mean in a weird tie into our introduction that there is still a hope for cases like that. Well, you know, um, man, uh, that reminds me of Potiphar's wife, and she grabbed a hold of Joseph, and how you know she grabbed a hold of his coat, right? Mm -hmm. And he he left the coat with her and fled. Yeah. What is what does it say? But uh, uh, Joseph and his coat. It's not. It's not that. It's garment, isn't it? It's not coat. Yeah, it might be garment. It's not coat. Yeah. Okay. Um, he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And uh, I think when I think of that, it's, it's, a, it's a moment of great decision, right? And it's basically ex you're exposed, concept of being exposed. Um, and that would that would kind of fit in a lot of these different things because John Mark, he leaves his garment and flees. If that's him, whoever the young man is, they, it says they laid hold on him. Who laid hold? Well, of course, it was not for good. It was for evil. Mm. And he was afraid of getting arrested and put to death. More than likely, that's why he fled. Yeah. Peter, Peter is being afraid of being seen by the Lord. Now, in this case, he puts his garment on him. But he, he, the, the, the point stands that he was exposed by the presence of the Lord, knowing that he had denied him three times. Um, in the case of those, those young men, the seven men of Sceva, who tried to cast yeah. out the devil, they were exposed. Naked, yeah. Saul, for their... he, goes, he goes to Naoth and prophesies naked. Hmm. While Samuel was over the prophets, leading the, the prophecy um, service. Right. Right, so it, it's almost like a, a a place of total exposure to God for who you really are. Yeah, judgment. You yes. stand naked before God, you know. Adam and Eve, and and the Lord's. Uh, what's that passage that talks about that we may not be ashamed before Him at His coming? Uh, for our heart First condemn John. us not, John. 
and little children abide in him that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Um, and then there's that uh, other passage that Paul talks about. We that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon. And that's the resurrection. It's a, uh, if in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven, if so be that being clothed, that we shall, we not, shall not be found, be found naked. naked. Um, and that's absent from the body, present with the Lord. That's where the Lord changes our vile body. And I was doing some study on that and got some help from somebody. Uh, this is a side note, but it ties in a little bit. When when uh, the devil's the prince of the power of the air, and the Lord meets the resurrected and raptured believers in the mm. air, mm. right? Yeah. Right where the devil, his kingdom is. His domain, yeah. And what's interesting is that he changes our vile body. Why? Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And so before our body can get to heaven, he has to change it. So I always thought that there's like a changing room up in heaven or like transmogrifier machine, you know, up yeah. there, <laughs> like Calvin and Hobbes used to talk about. Um, like something that changes when you get to heaven. But it looks like it's like almost immediate when you come out of the ground. The Lord yeah. meets you and changes the body there. Yeah, the change. Yeah, the rapture. The rapture is not in the blink in the in the twinkling of an eye. The change of the body is. Yeah, that's what hmm. Paul is describing. Definitely. Wow, and of course that's a that's a bot. I, I, that's a crazy thought to think about the Lord changing all those bodies in the atmosphere or or here in above ground. You know, out of yeah. the ground. Um, and then we we go to be with the Lord forever, but. Uh, just thinking about the Paul tying in the body and how he doesn't want to be unclothed. He doesn't want to appear before God um, without a body. Right. Naked. Right. And um, I don't know. I don't know where that ties in as far as meeting the Lord ashamed. Maybe I have heard this, uh, and, and it seems to have some weight, the idea that the kind of works, the works that we do, are contributing to the house that the we will live of, in. Yeah. Or the kind of clothing you'll have. All right, right. Yeah, and the work, the house too. I mean, the the mansion and the clothing. Well, yeah. I, what I mean by the house is is actually the the body. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some people take that uh, line, but either way, the point yeah stands that your works are cont contributing to your rewards essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, they so... they sold they sold themselves fig leaves. It says. Mm -hmm. By the way, just a side note, but just for for fun, that Bible says their eyes were opened. Uh, and they knew that's illumination. That's you know where the Illuminati comes in. Hmm. But uh, it says they sewed themselves uh, fig leaves, made themselves aprons. First of all, how in the world did they know how to sew? You know that's the first generation of human beings. You know you're, you're, we're taught with the evolutionary kind of lie that those skills are developed by trial and error, randomly, really, from generation to generation as bits bits of knowledge start to be passed on generationally. This is the first generation. And they sold. And I think I think those Adam and Eve with their aprons looked like they were dressed better than Jean-Paul Gaultier. I don't think it was like the Sunday school pictures where it's a few fig leaves or here and there over their kind of like the private parts. I think those things looked, they looked glorious. Adam was made in the image and likeness of God. Uh, he's essentially, yeah, he just, he has just fallen. So the effects of sin have not completely corrupted yet his mind and his body. So what Adam, Adam and Eve would have been capable of is, is amazing. It's it's almost like, I mean, you see it in spiders. It's not like they don't teach their kids 
you see that in the animal kingdom the the gener the parental generation doesn't teach the children the offspring uh uh sometimes right or a limited skill set but there's a part of it that's purely instinctual or instinctive i should say i don't know if it's instinctual or instinctive like they just right there you know they start sewing I mean, that is uh, have you ever sold anything because i find that very hard to do uh it's Don't not easy to sell uh, anything you know when i was a, a, a young man like six or seven years old i watched my mom knit and i said i want to learn to knit and so she taught me a little bit how to do it i don't remember anymore but i remember you know putting that together and it's a phenomenal that whole thing is phenomenal how things are uh, and that's not even sewing, but it's it's right. basically putting threads together. And it's interesting to think about Adam and Eve. What were they What were they trying to imitate? Like they say that art is imitation. Hmm. It's it's imitating, um, uh, you know, what people see in nature. Biomimicry. That's the that's the tech uh, the term I yeah. was trying to think of, yeah. where scientists inventors actually use uh, biology and 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 plants animals and so forth to say we can do that ourselves we can we can do that in a factory oops manufacturing so i think they're they're looking at this what they had before and they say well what we got to do is we got to we got to get this stuff together we got to pull it together maybe they're looking so, at some animals maybe they're remembering Birds. themselves their own bodies what they remembering had before themselves. i don't know huh. um but but I, yeah maybe i don't know what animals they would look at um, except, except things like reptiles where the scales are, um, close together, you know, and that's kind of like fig leaves together, hmm. taking these, these leaves and they're creating, oh, creating a would pattern. Would that in their be mind. cool if they were like that? If they were like, uh, what's that, uh, the, the, the mutant next man, the one that, uh, her body's scales, which is just like Leviathan, by the way. And then she can kind of, <clears throat> uh, her essentially like a chameleon, not only camouflage, but imitate any shape she sees. Oh yeah. That'd Shapeshifter. Cool. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, man. If they had those abilities <clears throat> before and trying to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I never thought about how, you know, they just come from a conversation with the serpent and, um, hmm. were they imitating? Oh, maybe the serpent. Were they imitating the uh, the skin of a serpent? Because I was trying to think of what caused them to think, okay, we need a we need a covering, huh. because they had no covering. The skin is the skin. If their skin was like ours, it's you know you t it takes a microscope to be able to see how it's been put together. Yeah, uh, it just looks like it's a one big you know material. Yeah, largest and, organ but, in the body. Yeah, so. They, their eyes are opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together. Um, and, and there's, there's a, a word there. Interesting. Um, is it the first time that's used together? It doesn't really matter. You were talking about that. But but the principle of of so, seeing this, well, the Lord gathers the waters together and the next thing is the word is used, uh, sewed fig leaves together. And that is instructive, I think, because what's man's response in fear, um, fear of getting in trouble? He gathers together. People gather in cities. Mm. They, mm. They, um, they gather in countries. They gather in groups of people. Yeah, Tower of Babel, they're coalescing rather than Ta scattering. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good. So it's, 
and, and that that feeling of uh, vulnerability, feeling of uh, loss of innocence, feeling of uh, impending doom is what causes people to uh, come to pull together. That's the beginning of fashion industry, isn't it? Mm. People say you know, you're talking about the serpent <clears throat> imitating the scales of a serpent. I mean, people do that, right? They wear um, uh, serpent scaled boots. That stuff is pretty expensive, as I understand. Or alligator, Cro crocodile, belts. yeah, alligator, yeah, things like mm -hmm. that. That's, I mean, that's the beginning of the fashion industry before the flood. It will start again after the flood, but but uh, but there you have it. And then they they uh, sold themselves aprons, which is which speaks of man's attempt to to sanctify himself. You know, uh, because a cook wears an apron to keep himself clean, not only to cover himself but to keep himself clean. And then in the Bible, leaves are because they're using fig leaves. Um, are you familiar with fig leaves? No. They're they're great for for that because they have a, oop they have a sticky substance. Uh, it's kind of like whitish, milkish substance that exudes from the leaves if you press them a little bit. And so even without sewing, even without thread, those leaves tend to stick together, and they're pretty broad. Fig leaves are broad, at least the ones that I grew up with in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's an ideal kind of tree to do that. And then you have that's a type of uh, self righteousness because in Isaiah the prophet, you know, when he says and uh, all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And then he says, we all do fade as a leaf. And he's talking about our righteousnesses. So this is hmm. man trying to cover his nakedness with, the, with his own works. And then again, Isaiah, in 59.5, he says, they hatch cockatrice eggs and weave the spider's web. Ooh, maybe that's what it was. Hmm. Maybe they're trying yeah. to imitate the spider a spider web. We do mm -hmm. this. Maybe they're dressing up in Spider-Man suits. <laughs> Spider -Man, the beginning of Spider-Man pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you know that did you know that uh superman when he goes to bed he wears chuck norris pajamas oh my soul that's, right, that's a dangerous tangent to, to, to follow <laughs> we won't finish let's not let's not chuck go norris there jokes yeah let's not but, go there we could go so we could be says, all day long <laughs> they weave the spider's web and he that eateth of their eggs dieth and that which is crushed breaketh out into viper their webs shall not become garments Neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are the works of iniquity and an act of and the act of violence is in their hands, being a covering and an insufficient covering. So it's their work to cover their nakedness, first of all. They're the ones doing it. Especially when you compare that to God made them coats of skins. You compare that to they sold themselves fig leaves. And their work is is bloodless. Whereas in 321, the Bible says God makes them made them coats of skins and clothed them. So what God does involves a blood sacrifice. What Adam and Eve do to cover their shame does not. I, I find it really interesting. There's two things also that's interesting. Masons wear an apron. You know, there's the Masonic apron. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of that. But when, they, mm -hmm. when you join a lodge, you receive a white lambskin, lambskin apron. Right? So that is a bad connotation if you're part of that. <clears throat> but um, when the Lord shows up, and he asks them in verse 8, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden, the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And then when Adam answers, he says, he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. Well, hang on a second. He wasn't naked. He was, he was dressed to the hilt, you guys say. He was dressed up. He had, he had an apron on, you know? And, and as we said, Adam and Eve would have been expert sewers, tailors. So that shows you 
that despite being so that clothing of righteousness of self of righteous works was enough to make them comfortable with each other's guilt amongst each other vis-a-vis each other but when appearing before the presence of god despite having their own works to cover their nakedness they nevertheless felt naked and so those works are adequate enough to make you to give you a good conscience vis-a-vis your fellow man but they are inadequate to give you a good conscience vis-a-vis god you will you will need a blood sacrifice to cover your nakedness if you're going to feel comfortable in the presence of god hmm which ties in back to what you were saying you know about nakedness in the presence of god being exposed you know did you know that mormons during temple ceremony actually use a green apron with fig leaves on it like oh, really? uh leaf pattern yeah i don't yeah. know that it, that's crazy stuff that's crazy I'm add that. and, and what's the word what's the word for apron in french oh uh, let me go check i can't from the top of my mind a tabli- usually we would say tablier growing up what you wear in the at school or in the kitchen but what's the word sure. for napkin serviette okay that's something different okay so let's different. see here because looking at so, the etymology of the word apron it says apparel for covering the front of a person and then it's it's faulty separation from ah napron small tablecloth from from latin mappa which is napkin i just thought it was interesting the connection there because there is a place where there's a it says it's the only other use of the word apron in the King James Bible is where Paul is uh, healing people. He's he's it's just after that nakedness, by the way, uh, or no, it's just before. Man, that's crazy. I didn't ever saw that. The sons of Sceva, God wrought special miracles by the hands huh. of Paul, Acts 19, so that Naked from his apron, body yeah. were brought under the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them. Um. And then after that, they try to imitate the power of God through Paul, the miracle, miraculous power. Uh, and then they end up leaving naked. I don't even remember that there was, I always remembered the handkerchief. I, I never, I don't remember that it said aprons for Paul. Isn't that crazy? That's interesting. Uh, what's the word there? Uh, so in French, the three translations I have for the French listeners are the Darby Bible, the Louis Segond, and the Osterwald Bible. I don't have a digital yet, the King James French, though we have it physical. They all say apron. They all say serviette, which is belt. Sudari, uh, what's apron in Greek? Semikintheon. A half girding, so narrow covering, so just the front. Let me check in the French uh, what it says in the French King James. Yeah, so it says tablier in the French, and tablier, like in modern usage, can cover the back too. It doesn't have to be just the front. Interesting. I just, I, I really find it interesting that a handkerchief is connected with apron. It says uh, handkerchief or aprons. Mm. And then etymologically, handkerchief seems to be connected with apron as well through napkin. Mm. And so you have that napkin um, that the Lord has over his face when he's buried, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then he leaves it behind. He folds it and leaves it behind, wrapped together in a place by itself. After the when he resurrects, almost like uh, 
you know, this covering is this covering is not needed anymore. Right, right. So he's going back to uh, the glorified body, the sinless body. Yeah, well, when he shows up in Revelation, that was my morning reading. Uh, he he is girded with a white garment down to the foot and girt about, girt about the paps with a golden girdle. Hmm. It says it's very interesting. Um, I don't know what else to say about that because that's it's the kind of thing that it, it's like you got to put in your mind as as a connector. You know that you start making connections that yeah. you've never made, but it starts with a little seed thought. Um, we gotta hunt that down. Yeah. So they made themselves aprons. Um, I do want to say one thing about that. Just just a small grammatical point. It it does not mean that they turned themselves into aprons. I just I it's think probably going to benefit somebody somewhere that comment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, well, I say that because you know there are several times where um, you know it. it it, it, the, uh, what's what's the word that's it's the preposition I guess that's not there uh, made for, for themselves aprons and because there's times when you know again the the double edged sword the uh, the two edged sword characteristic of the Bible um, it doesn't have to just be one thing so for instance when the Lord says God will provide Himself a lamb well it also means God will provide for mm-hmm. Himself a lamb mm-hmm. and how do I know that because yeah yeah it primarily means that yeah right and and i think sometimes we we're in a rush if we're not careful we're in a rush to get mm. to that second thing right that we also forget the other one correct um you know so for instance saul saul said to his servants provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me and what he was saying is provide for me a man not turn me into a man that can play well yeah it's funny you you remind me of I had a British teacher of English in Lebanon. Used to be a member of the RAF Royal Air Force. And you know, Brits and their wit. I'm sitting in the teacher's office one day and I'm like, all I remember saying is I think I want said something like, I want to die a man. I said, Oh yeah, what color? I'm like, what? He's like, What color? I said, What do you mean what color? I said he said, Well, you you said you want to die a man. I said, Yeah, I want to die a man. He's like, yeah. What color do you want to dye him? <laughs> and it took me a while to just—he <laughs> was annoying like that. He's a good oh, man. I love him, Michael McDonald. Good Michael man. McDonald, Mister McDonald, uh, from Scotland. Um, yeah. So it, that's just a side note, but that, I know that's that's kind of weird. But it's because sometimes growing up, it it it, it it's almost like the only thing we know about this verse is this and yeah, that's yeah, therefore no, that's, that's the good. only yeah. reason why it's there yeah i got you yeah 100 percent. actually in my commentary i talk about you know provide for himself a lamb uh, mm-hmm. uh, provide himself forgive me a lamb and I've, and i do exactly what you just did i ran through other examples where the preposition is omitted um, you can okay, make so... that application and, and you can make it but it's a, it's oh, a second edge of the sword it's not the main it's not the mainly what the lord is communicating especially if you remember that he was not speaking English to Abraham. Right. And, and so I would say this, uh, someone's probably thinking, if you're listening to this, you're going, yeah, but God didn't give him a lamb. If it's all about right then, God didn't give him a lamb. He gave him a ram. What would you say to that? The lamb, that a lamb is, uh, that's a good, 
What do you call a small ram? A ramet. Don't you call them a lamb? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it... Yeah. No? I mean... I would say so. At what point exactly... It's. I don't think even if you're a shepherd that there's an exact moment where the lamb becomes a ram. If he, if he's like a year old, so he says, for example, for the Passover, you have to preside. Actually, he said provide yourself in the Passover. It says lamb or or goat, but a year old. So if let's take the case of a male that was exactly a year old on that day, do you call him a lamb? Do you count a ram? Both are right. Well, I'm going to look that up because um, I want to know what the what is the difference between a ram and a lamb. Lambs are less than 12 months old, right? As you said, adult sheep are 12 months. Adult females are ewes. Adult That's males it. are rams. Right. So if if it's his birthday that day, you know, more or less, give or take a month or two, <laughs> both are. It's a lamb. It's a ram. You know. <laughs> It's not like the kid called it the lamb and the father, no, son, today he's a year old. This is a ram now, you know? Well, it's, yeah, yeah. And I guess I always thought about a lamb. I never thought about it being male, really. But yeah, it's it's male. A lamb is a, yeah. Vendorit. Let's go check that. Provide himself a lamb. Whoop. Yeah, I'm going to add that note. Well, here here's another thought. This is This is a wild, man. File. Boy, boy is used, but lad, um, and then yeah. in the scripture, that when he says, "When I became a man, I put away childish, childish things. things." So the man, the masculinity side, the maleness comes in when he leaves the child. Um, mm. So it doesn't say when I was a boy; it says when I was a child, and then I became a man. It's kind of interesting tie-in with the lamb, you know? It was a lamb, and then it became a ram, where a lamb could be either male or female. And um, so part of growing up is adopting who you are and, like, accepting that, and this is where I am. You know what I mean? Uh, man, we're we're way out now, aren't we? We're way out. No, that's good, but I like that. So you said you read a lamb is... A lamb, oh well, a lamb is under 12 months old? Yeah, less than 12 months. Adult sheep are 12 months and older. Adult females are ewes, and adult males are rams. So if the ram was a, was a one-year-old, as would be required uh, for the Passover lamb, I mean, wherever this is a type... This is a figure, then both ram and lamb are accurate designators at that point. That's good. See? Love it. Thank yeah. you for enriching my notes. <laughs> That's all I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here to just help you. I'm just okay, so... suck all the truth I can, all the notes I can. Yes. Well, I do the same right back at you. So, <laughs> so... we both are using one another. <laughs> That's it. Um, here's a thought. <laughs> What is the uh, what does the name Abram mean? There's no connection uh, with with the ram in there. What is no high father? There's no there's no connection. Ram is Ram is high and Ab is father. You know, like Abba, father. Ab. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Abba and okay. 
just wondered wondered about that wondered about that difference difference between hebrew and english okay back to um genesis chapter three and we've got the fig leaves made themselves aprons okay we talked about this i think already they heard the voice of the lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day now there's there's something where you have the double meaning as well where we're not saying the lord is only a voice and yet it says they hear the voice of the, <laughs> That'd be funny. Of, of the lord walking and just the way uh, that it says it is so interesting because it doesn't say they heard the lord at, talking as he walked it just says they hear the voice walking right. in the garden they could tell he was walking by his voice mm. by the voice they heard the voice of the lord god walking in the garden okay and then sound, the cool huh? yeah well maybe he's humming but when, you know we know that he said where art thou yeah, but, but what was what yeah, was he saying he before them. that? Yeah, I don't know. And I maybe know. he was, maybe he was uh, singing. He feedeth among the lilies. The Bible says so. Mm -hmm. Um. So okay, here he is, and they and now they hide themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. So they're hiding in the trees, which is now, of course, what all animals do um the deer the raccoon mm, the squirrels mm, 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 mm. all because of fear they go into the trees and aren't you glad here's here's a good old uh preaching point for you aren't you glad the lord didn't lose the tree for the forest i'm sorry that's terrible that's terrible <laughs> The forest for the trees or the tree for the forest. Um, so think about this. What is, when the Lord um, put, he, uh, he put the mud on the guy's eyes, anointed him. Yeah. And he said, what do you see? He said, I see men, men as, trees, as trees walking, walking. Um, there, there's a lot of connections between uh, trees and people, humans. And uh, here they are as a tree. And, they're hiding among the trees. It was a tree that got them in trouble to begin with. Mm -hmm. And now they're hiding behind the tree. Right. Or among the tree. They right. become, you know, it's interesting that that word amongst the trees. So the trees are now their protection. And whereas they didn't mm. need protection before, but now the trees are, are def defending them against their very creator. God is, I mean, why are they afraid of God? But it's, I think we do that same thing in a very practical standpoint. We use the things that God created to hide from God. Sure. Well, the parents build you, a, buy, buy you a bedroom. And uh, your habit is when daddy comes home, you run and you hug him. And you tell him all the nice things you did today, mommy too. But if you were bad, daddy comes home, you're not rushing to hug, to, to, to salute him. Where are you hiding? Up in your room that he provided for you, mm. you know, that's, that's good. That's exactly the psychology there. It's, it's, they're still as children who want to avoid the presence of their dad because they know they're going to be scolded because they know they're guilty, which, which is great for, um, sussing out where our children are spiritually. If they're avoiding the parents, you don't need to discover something drastic to figure out something's wrong. If they're, if they're seeking to avoid you, 
and shutting themselves behind the closed door, then you know something's up. That's one of the rules we got is never cl no closed doors in the bedrooms, you know. Mm. But even still, the grace of God is there, um, in that He allows them to hide among the trees that He created. And yeah. I think about the prodigal, the, the father of the prodigal son. You know, He said, "Give me the portion of goods that follow to me," and He divided unto them His living. And not many days after the you know, he, he gathered all his goods together and he went into a far country. And uh, I just think how the Lord allows us to use him and his gifts uh, in our rebellion. Run from him and hide from him using the things that he's the given very us. The things you know? that he's given us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there's something else in there about those trees. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But, you know, trees... Um, you, you ever look at the x-ray of the thorax of the uh, of a human um the lungs of the uh uh the bronchial tubes okay they look like roots it's crazy hmm. or if you flip them upside down they look like tree branches because ah that's true man it's wild that's crazy and because that's how you know we know that um that trees are assimilating this oxygen through their leaves. That's how the, the trees get the, uh, what is it they need? Yeah. Oh, uh, during the day, they, during the day, they absorb uh, carbon dioxide and spit out oxygen. And during the night that's reversed, they absorb uh, oxygen, spread out, spit out carbon dioxide, which by the way, you know, that's more carbon dioxide you pump into the atmosphere. You're basically feeding the plants, but side note, you know, <laughs> Uh, it's like Brother Carter used to say in Florida, I'm going to have to teach you science. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he'd say stuff like, you know what, y'all know what a garden hose is, right? Do I have to teach you science? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, but so, so our bronchial tubes are designed to assimilate oxygen. They receive oxygen from the air and they put it into the bloodstream. Um, so it's, it's interesting how we hmm. are. In that way, we're like trees. There's a there's a connection there, and here they're hiding among these trees. Um, and, and I wonder too if, you know, when the fall happened, what was the circular circulatory system? You know, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Uh, was the circulatory system the same before the fall as afterwards? And I know there's been a lot of uh, some a lot of interesting thoughts on that. But just seeing seeing the trees there, and and, and why did they hide in the trees? Well. You know, there's tons of trees, lots of trees, but, um, it, you know, just thinking about maybe a, maybe a connection there. And then, uh, anything else on that verse? I'm just writing down what you're saying. Keep talking. That's good. So you said men, <laughs> <laughs> men as trees walking. You said an x-ray of the thorax. Yeah. If an you look at the bronchial tubes of the thorax, they are. Uh, like like a root system, which is which is another interesting thing, how that a tree is very similar underground as it is above ground, and that you have branches that go out, and then the underneath, and you have branches that go out above. But uh, either way, that's like that's like crazy us, we... though, man. But like a tree looks like on the outside what it's like on the in, uh, underground, which you know mm -hmm. your secret life with the Lord, you know, reflect. Or it reflects mm. uh, on the outside. The Lord, you know, Paul tells Timothy uh, 
you know that that you're profiting may appear unto all you know the, you're, the deeper the roots the higher you can go mm. that's wow. cool yeah and and in this sense here what is their what is their reflection they're hiding and they're they're actually reaping what they've sown they've sown iniquity and sin and now they're reaping that and in one way we they're just like trees they see i see men as trees walking, walking. um what is a tree walking it's a living being without a soul Hmm. There, there's no there's no recognition of of the spiritual nature of the of the god connect hmm. it's a living thing and that's why environmentalists are right in one way the earth is important it's a living thing um in some sense the vegans are right in that they recognize the value of life but they oh, recognize they're going to be in trouble soon the vegans there's been a couple of studies that are coming out on plants uh, the degree to which they're alive is is astounding. So <clears throat> they basically, it seems there's they've got a way of communicating with each other when danger is approaching. If, if the tree's nearby, if the other plant is nearby. Um, what what are you yeah. talking about? Are you reading Re Revelation revealed again, or the yeah. secrets are? Are you are you serious? What are you yeah, yeah, about? I can here. I'll send you the link for it. I haven't watched the video. I just caught a couple of minutes. There's, so you're saying so vegans you are going to turn with. into trees? What I'm saying is, like, if vegans are going to be consistent, the more and more we're discovering how alive plants are, and oh. you're just going to have to stop eating plants also. So you're going to be reduced to, uh, I don't know, plastic. Is that guy here? It's... Oh, my. Well, you know, that this is way out far afield from that, but, you know, commanding to abstain from meats, um, you know, people think meat in the Bible is flesh, and uh, flesh is a subset of meat. Meat is food in the King James Bible. That's right. So yeah. that Certain would foods. that would forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God hath created yeah. to be received. Yeah. So certain Whereas, foods. Here you go. Yeah. I sent you the link. Okay. Where'd you send it? On the chat. Oh, in the chat. My, yeah, Anton Petrov. It's a Canadian-Ukrainian guy. Mind-blowing video of plants talking to each other in real time. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Yeah, this yeah. is wild, I mean, man. it was a full-on like study. And it's a, so, yeah. Oh, There's been more and more studies on plants uh, recently. At one point, they thought they were making sounds basically to communicate when they're dehydrated. So there's another study that when they're dehydrated, if you've got a sensitive enough uh, audio uh, recording system, you can actually figure out when the tree is thirsty based on the sounds it's making. But that doesn't mean that there is uh, some kind of, you know, moral active agent communicating, expressing its need. It's literally structural. The way the liquid is going to be, uh, I mean, when there's, when there's, when it's dehydrated, the tubes, I forget the names of the tubes, the xylem or whatever it was called. No, xylem means wood. Uh, I forget my botany classes now, but basically structurally they, something happens to the uh, the cells that form i forget the word now but the form of the tubes and then the way they contract or expand produces sounds so what's really great for people who don't have a green thumb you can actually buy a you can set up a recording system that would pick up on those sounds and the app would just tell you when to water the plant when it's dehydrated but this this really? study was something else and i haven't finished watching it so 
I'm not saying they are actually talking. Obviously, they don't have a soul. But you know, if the if the if you are a vegan, and you don't believe that mankind is anything special, and you believe that animals on are are an equivalent plane as the humans, which is why you abstain from usurping, you abstain from abusing them by eating their eggs and drinking their milk, then you're going to have to also stop eating plants because they are just as alive, man. Mm. And alive. I mean, you know, carnivorous plants, that's pretty odd. Like they're there waiting for a fly to fall in so they can snap Mm -hmm. their, their jaws shut. You know, so is a vegan okay with eating a carnivorous plant? That's a crazy tie-in. As you're talking about the trees, I'm thinking about how. Okay, what was the problem? What was the problem with the man? What was the problem with the blind man and Bethsaida? He was blind, right? Uh-huh. That was the problem, and so the Lord is helping him. And the first stage is I see men as trees walking. Hmm. Okay, and then. The next thing is he puts his hand again just, upon they're his They're more eyes. than just trees. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, well first he sees them as trees. So it, they, there's no distinction. Like they're a hybrid. That, there's no value difference right, right. between yeah, a tree and a man. That's cool. I'm gonna, that's good. Okay. And then the next step is he says, yeah. I see every man clearly. With more, right. And With more revelation, realize that human beings are more than just uh, an organ more than a, just living beings a carbon organism yeah that's yeah. good and 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 what's interesting about that is that what was it the connection in genesis 3 the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked what did they what was the opening of their eyes it was actually blindness spiritual blindness right spiritual blindness is uh happening to them as uh as they think they're growing in knowledge but they're actually shrinking in knowledge spiritually speaking and it's the lord kind of shows these steps there with the blind man of i guess the first step is recognizing that i don't know this is just this is way out there so but the first step is realizing that okay there are other living beings in the world and and you have to reckon with the fact that and I think evolutionists, that's where evolutionists are stuck. You know, what is the soul? What is morality? What are the laws that govern morality? Well, there are none. We're just trees. That's all we are. We're just carbon organisms like a dog. Um, and, 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 you know, if you think about it, isn't, isn't, a tr- isn't a rock a carbon organism? I mean, it just doesn't have the same. Yeah, diamonds. Pure, pure carbon, yeah. So we don't think of them in that way, but, um, yeah, just, uh, kind of extrapolating. We're, we're at, I think we're at our wits end at this point, but <laughs> man, that's good though. I'm gleaning some good stuff. I wrote down those notes. Wild, um, wild. I read a book. Um, oh, what was that book called? It was not, it was, a, it was, there's one called deforesting faith and, and the guy goes in and he, um, I may have mentioned that to you before, but. It's it's a kind of a little bit of a tree hugger type book, but he's a Christian guy, and you know he believes in preserving the earth and all that. And 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 something he says, he said the King James Bible, and he's not a King James Bible guy, but he said the King James Bible is greener than the modern versions. He said there's more branches, leaves, 
there's more fruit there's more of those mm. you know uh botany references than than the modern versions and um he's not even a king james bible guy but he makes that wow. reference in there imagine how and, uh, draws that was, people different ways yeah it's crazy it, it, that and then there was another one i'm trying to think of that uh what the name of that book was i would never be able to remember it but it's uh it's worth looking at it from the standpoint of um looking at the word of god through the lens of science and and not evolution but biology you know um uh, and uh, what botany you know things like that very very interesting and i'm you know, sure some of you you know that are listening you like yeah but that's we study that all the time i don't know i'm i'm looking out my window uh you know here because it's so cold that uh in January, there are no leaves on the trees, except, of course, the evergreens. And they do look like uh, the bran branchioles, branchioles. I don't know what you call them in, in English, mm -hmm. the smaller branches. And mm -hmm. uh, they do look like lungs. And it's true, though. I mean, I I recall, like, in school, or read it, reading it somewhere, that the trees are the lungs of the planet. Because that's what breathes in and out uh, oxygen carbon di and carbon dioxide. Mm. And they look like lungs. And they're literally the lungs of the planet. They function, they fulfill the function of a lung, filter, uh, filtering out the uh, the the air and That's pumping out, uh, taking in the oxygen. The lungs of the night. planet. Hmm. Man, that's you know it's a that's... you know it's a, a, they are a cool thing there too. Talking about that is like they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, mm -hmm. which is you know, I mean, so even before the flood, that means. Uh, yes, the seasons were more consistent, but it doesn't mean that there weren't changes. There were just the changes were less extreme, but because you have the cool of the day, which means you'd have the heat of the day later on. So you, there, there's still warmer, a warmer time of the day, a cooler time of the day. This is like we're going different direction now, but I, I always thought that was interesting. And then the Lord seems to wait in the cool of the day, which would sound like the evening, evening time. When you read about Abraham meeting the Lord, in Genesis 18, it says, The Lord appeared unto him in the plains of memory, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. Hmm. You know? But what, what I like is the Lord is essentially... Um, so, clearly, Adam, as Noah, was another Adam, with Jesus Christ being the last Adam. Note the different reactions of a guilty and innocent man. When God shows up to Adam, he runs away from God in the cool of the day to hide. When the Lord shows up in the heat of the day, even during the hard time of one's life, because Abraham has a clean conscience, the Bible says that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood be, be, uh, by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. So Adam runs away from the Lord, uh, whereas mm. Abraham runs towards the Lord. There's that. And there's mm. also the fact that the Lord is actually practicing what he's preaching because he tells us, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath neither give place to the devil, which is exactly what Adam had done. The Lord knows what has happened. And he comes down in the cool of the day, which would be the evening, meaning before sunset, to settle the issue, even though he's angry, before the day is over. Hmm. Well, that's a good thought. That's a really good thought. And uh, if, you, if you take that, 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 uh, that change, the movement, the change, you have the cool of the day, the Lord's coming. But because of sin, the only other mention, uh, that next mention you have is the Lord coming in the cool of the day. And uh, I'm sorry, the heat of the day. 
it it uh it hmm. there's the cool of the day is not mentioned anymore that's in good scripture and and that's it in fact the only other mention of the word cool is in luke yeah, chapter right. 16 oh, yeah, I mean, yeah yeah god still appeared to men but the fall had made the circumstances harder yeah you said the mm -hmm. other only other mention is what is luke 16 he luke said 16. send father abraham that he may dip cool, the tip of man. his finger in water and cool my tongue no that that's is the a cool only connection isn't that something? See what That's the only there? other mention of it. I'm tormented in this flame. So it's like, what? What is? What is hell? It's the it's separation from God, in flame and, and torment. And uh, there's no more cool of the day with with the Lord. And and you desire that connection with God. You desire someone no. to come. I'm gonna have that. And no one can get there. That's good. Hmm. Well, well, my bucket is full. Plus amen, I got a brother. Miracle. Yeah. It's great talking with everybody. Hey, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, email us at witsendguys at gmail.com. And other than that, we've been having a fun time, enjoying ourselves today. Any parting words, uh, George? No, that was a cool session. Mm, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. All right, man. Well, you take care, and we'll get. We'll see you guys next time around. All right. God bless you. Hey, you know, um, 